Hi folks, David Lally here, the producer of The Brian Buffini Show. I can't believe we've made it to this incredible milestone, but we're here today in the studio celebrating our 100th episode. When Brian first told me he had the idea of starting the show, I had no idea the journey we were about to embark on. But here we are, two years later, with 100 episodes of timeless content that we hope will go on to improve and impact the lives of listeners for years to come. 100 episodes of learning and takeaways and interviews with some big names. For today's show, we decided to do a retrospective. But with so many fabulous episodes to choose from, it was hard to pick just a few, but we decided on five. Today's topics shine a light on things where Brian truly shines. Success, the American dream, motivation, money, love, relationships, family, and what matters most. The first one we chose is episode 62, How to Make a Big in America, part one. Brian is the epitome of the rags to riches story, an emigrant with a passion, a purpose, and a fabulous work ethic. Perhaps what's most unique about him is that he's a firm believer that the American dream is still alive and well in this country. In this episode, he shares how we can all learn from the emigrant edge and apply it in our daily lives so that we too can make it to the top. People want to have it handed to them. People want to have it brought to them. They want the opportunity. They want to develop the app and be the multi-bazillionaire in three and a half weeks. You know, baseball is often called America's pastime. And Sam Ewing was a famous baseball player because he threw right-handed and he batted left-handed. Pretty neat. And he said, hard work spotlights the character of people. Some turn up their sleeves, some turn up their noses, and some don't turn up at all. Well said, Sam. Bottom line is, inconsistent work ethic will lead to inconsistent earnings. Inconsistent earnings will not avail of opportunity. Not avail of opportunity will absolutely undermine any attempts to go build your own fortune and make it big in America. Work ethic is what makes all the difference. Over the years, Brian has seen lows from being broke and in debt to having his home burned down. But no matter what, he, like so many others with the emigrant edge, have still managed not only to make it work, but to thrive. If you've been listening to the show for some time now, you may have noticed our show is published every Tuesday. Without fail for the last two years, even when time was tight and things weren't easy, Brian has gotten himself into the studio to make sure he delivered powerful content to his audience. There's something we can all learn from that. If you take the opposite track to this, you're going to kill it. If half your competition isn't dreaming, if half your competition is feeling entitled, if half your competition is, has an inconsistent work ethic, if the half your competition has a closed mind and an open mouth, I got to tell you, and the market's bigger, and the economy's bigger, and the opportunities are bigger, and there's more money than there ever was before, it is easier to make it big in America today than ever before. And there will be far more millionaires in the next 50 years than there were in the last 50 years. I guarantee it. Here's what I want to share with you. It's not just about parenting. My goal in life is often to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. And so let me do a little afflicting and I'll throw myself on the barbecue pit myself here. This isn't just about parenting. A great way to catch yourself to see if you have a growing or a creeping sense of entitlement in your own life is to catch yourself complaining. Catch yourself complaining. Because... The only reason you complain is because you think you're entitled to something. This person didn't respond to me a certain way because I feel like I'm entitled to that. This didn't happen because I feel like I'm entitled to that. This job didn't work out because I feel like I'm entitled to that. 
I'm putting on weight and getting out of shape because I feel like I can eat whatever the hell I want, not be physically active, and I'm entitled to still be in shape and be healthy. I'm going to say this to you. When you catch yourself complaining, what it's exposing is the creeping sense of entitlement. It's an interesting time in American history. Studies have shown that less than 20% of Americans feel they're living the American dream. Something I think we all love about Brian is that he's never been afraid to go against the grain. He insists that the American dream is alive and well. And as someone who is living it day to day, I think we all have loads we can learn from him. Perhaps if more of us could feel less entitlement and more initiative, it truly would be easier to make it now more than ever. Regardless about how you feel about the state of the nation today, I think we can all learn something from what Brian has to say about complaining. Do yourself a favor and catch yourself. I love that. Listen to what it is you're saying and take to heart all the reasons you have not to complain. It's these little reminders that help give us all the edge and keep us performing at the top where we should be. In your DNA, a father, mother, grandfather, grandmother, great-grandfather, great-grandmother, someone in your DNA paid a big old price. And now, what would they do with your opportunity? What would they do? What would they do with your business? What would they do with your assets? What would they do with the money you have access to? What would they think of your problems? One of the most beautiful things about America is that it is truly the land of emigrants, built by those who left it all behind to start from scratch and try and make a better life than the one they were given. It's so important for all of us to remember that. What would your ancestors, who no doubt had to struggle at some point, think about your struggles today? Perspective makes all the difference. There's seven reasons that stop us from making it big in America. Not dreaming, closed-mindedness, inconsistent work ethic, a sense of entitlement, risk avoidance, a microwave mentality, and a bit of a lack of perspective. But ultimately, those things are not going to stop you and I. The very fact that you're listening to this show today tells me that you want to grow. You want to learn. And you want to achieve your version of the American dream. My favorite part about this clip is that Brian hits the nail on the head when he says, the fact that you're listening already says something about you. Taking even the smallest action steps, like tuning into podcasts in your spare time, are what differentiate you from everyone else. If you want to get where you want to go, you have to stop doing what you've already done. Stay consistent, stay self-aware, and never stop learning. That's how we can all keep the emigrant edge. There are plenty of reasons that stop us from making it big, but the fact that you're a listener says something about you. If you liked the content in this episode, I highly recommend that you go back and visit the three-part series called How to Make It Big in America. Also, if you'd like to delve deeper into the topic, Brian published his New York Times bestseller, The Emigrant Edge, just last year, and you can pick it up at a local book merchant or find it online at Amazon.com. Moving on to the next episode, we picked The Power of a Made-Up Mind. It was episode number 25. I have to say, I've worked alongside Brian for 16 years, and I can tell you this much, this man is a force to be reckoned with once he's set his mind to something. It's this virtue that I think has been one of the most crucial in his journey to success. He decides what it is he truly wants, and from there he's unstoppable. His motivation comes from a true place of decision, and in this episode, he helps us learn how to decide and pursue what our hearts truly desire. You make up your mind and then you choose. 
And then here's what happens. You get to choose certain things and those choices that you make and those things that you've made up your mind about, they become yours and they become part of your story. They become your mental and emotional DNA. Those decisions that you make as a result of your made up mind, they become yours and no one can ever take them away from you. And no matter what happens in your life or what happens, because we don't control everything in our life. We control very little in our lives, but we do have a chance to control our attitude and we do have a chance to control what we do each and every day. And it's when we make up our mind and we make these decisions, the feedback that we get from making those decisions, that becomes our life story and they can't take that away from you. So many of us can relate to being stressed over things we can't control in our lives, yet at the very same time, we're often guilty of not taking full advantage of what we can control. At the end of the day, we're just a summary of our choices and decisions. The decision is what makes all the difference. So here you are, listening to a podcast about the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. This action that you're taking right now is a decision, and a positive one at that. So here's to hoping that every day you're taking advantage of the moment and remembering the power of your decisions, no matter how big or small they are. Here's what I'm going to share with you. We've made up our mind. Now, where are you at today? Oh, I regret, and this happened, and this happened. You got today. What decisions can you make today? I'm just telling you this. I'm buying into it. I ain't buying into what the TV says the good life looks like. The TV doesn't have a lot of options on this. Have you checked it out? Watch reality TV. Isn't that really good stuff? Makes you want to be like those folks. Buy into the commercials. Buy into the images. Buy into that crap. That, that's where it goes. You got to make up your mind. What does a good life look like for you? This is a powerful realization that so many of us have yet to acknowledge. And that's that the good life is an individual interpretation that you yourself get to envision. What is it that you truly want? What does happiness look like to you? What does success look like to you? We've all been given the gift of being able to have a dream and our own unique vision. What differentiates us is whether or not we decide to pursue it. Changes and decisions don't have to be huge. We've all heard the phrase, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Well, what is it that you can do today? What can you change today? What can you decide on today? Make a move, make a change, do it now, and don't wait. But I'm going to tell you, I have a made-up mind. I know who I am. I know where I've come from. I know where I'm going. That's a gift I'd like to give all of you. You know what comes with it? Resolve. You know what comes with it? Peace. And when the bombs are flying and everybody's going around you and everybody's looking for the exit signs, it gives you peace. Perhaps the key takeaway from all of this is that when your mind is made up for each area of your life, when it's all decided and when you know where you're going, that is what will take you to the next level of resolve. We're all out here in the world just trying to get by, trying to find happiness. And it's crucial for us to remember that we're each on our own individual journey, not ruled by the constraints or expectations of others. Peace is a place where you know exactly who you are, where you're from, and where you're going. The power of a made-up mind brings that peace. Next up was an episode called The One Decision That Makes a Millionaire. It was episode number 36. Now, Brian has seen great success on many levels, but his financial prowess is one that is coveted by many. He's rife with wisdom when it comes to the pocketbook. And in this episode, he was gracious enough to share some of those nuggets with us. And I know full well that the majority of people 
listening to this today may have some financial difficulties or challenges, but I want to paint a picture of where you can get there. If the son of a house painter from the south side of Dublin can build himself a fortune 30 years ago and build it up and create it that it becomes generational without being the smartest guy in his school, without all the different advantages. I came to America, I got run over by a car, getting in and out of hospital and lots of bills and had a ton of a tough start. And I built a fortune well, by golly, anyone listening to this can. This is the message we all need to hear loud and clear. It's one of those notes worth taking. We all know it deep down inside, and yet somehow we still let fear or doubt rule our decisions in the end. It's not about who you are or where you're from. It's about what you make with what you have. Like Brian said, he didn't have the easiest start. He didn't come from a rich family or attend an Ivy League school. Yet here I am, sitting in his state-of-the-art studio in a beautiful beachside city in Southern California, recording a podcast that will broadcast to listeners across the world, discussing the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. If he can do it, you can do it. Don't let your circumstances define your potential. Understand that real estate it's you decide appreciation or cash flow you see if you buy for appreciation it goes up in value you keep paying down and then you get yourself into a position where you've got a very low loan to value ratio so you have a lot of equity in the property there's a good chance there over time you'll be able to make some cash flow with that property use the additional cash flow to buy down the property the best type of real estate in the world listen is free and clear of any debt free and clear of any debt. If you don't own any money on the property, no bank can come and foreclose it. Nowadays, there are so many get-rich-quick schemes out there, and there are people whose entire businesses are structured around getting unsuspecting investors to risk all they've built up over the course of their life. But Brian's approach has always been something different. He's seen both the top and the bottom of the financial totem pole as someone who's the epitome of all things been there, done that in the world of finances. It only makes sense to listen. Like he said, the best type of real estate is free and clear of any debt, a goal to which we can all understand and look to achieve someday. The end goal is to acquire assets and build your portfolio over time. We have to be patient and ensure the power of our pocketbook is in line with our values and what we truly want. Warren Buffett, again, I'm going to quote him a lot. He's considered the greatest investor in the world. Here's the thing. When people at the top of the ladder tell you how they got there, listen, that's what I do. I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I'm Irish. God created alcohol to stop us taking over the world. That's the truth. There is no Irish space program. We have a good sense of humor. We like to laugh. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. I wasn't the smartest guy in my class. But I'll tell you this. I've studied a lot of smart people, and I've followed in their footsteps. Buffett says this. The stock market is a device for transferring money from the impatient to the patient. I'm going to give you that one again. The stock market is a device for transferring money from the impatient to the patient. You become impatient with your investments and you are in the process of transferring your money to somebody else. Buffett doesn't analyze the success of an investment until five years has gone by. Powerful stuff. This is one many of us struggle with. Mastering the art of patience in any realm of life is far from simple. But like Brian said, when the guy at the top tells you how he got there, it's probably good to sit down and listen. Patience is the name of the game. Perhaps we can all boil it down to this takeaway message that good things come to those who wait. Okay, moving on. 
our next episode, Love and Marriage, an interview with Brian and Beverly Buffini. This was episode number 16. There's so much to learn from Brian, but amongst his greatest accomplishments, his marriage to Bev and his family of six kids are at the top of his accomplishments. There's something so powerful when you see such unique and independent figures aligned and combined, bringing their passions to the world together. We all have something to learn from them. And in this episode, we were lucky enough to have Bev come sit down with us and share a little about what they've learned from their partnership over the years. I think for me, the big thing is where we've had our major breakthroughs in our relationship is to never question one another's motives. When somebody does something that irks you, on either side, we know, okay, that's maybe a communication style. They might be under the gun a little bit. They might be moving too fast. They might be preoccupied. They might have this, they have that. But we never question each other's motives. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a big thing to get to in relationships. Mm. Yeah. I think also to piggyback on that, Brian, is that we try our best to understand each other as opposed to be understood. Mm -hmm. Because I know when I hear you and I try to mirror what you're saying or what you're speaking to me or trying to express to me to make sure I understand it as opposed to reacting to what you're saying, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know we've done that and talk about problems or rocky days. It usually occurs when we don't try to understand the other person or see where they're coming from or what happened that day and things like that. And our kids, and this correlates to that because with our children, just an illustration for everyone to try and understand when I'm teaching them, I gave them this illustration that if you're outside playing baseball and you're playing catch and there's two of you playing catch you've got to have both of you there to keep this game going on Mm -hmm. okay so for example i say okay now aj walk away okay so alex is left there with a ball in his hand nothing to do Mm -hmm. no one to play with Mm -hmm. okay it's the same in a relationship the person who actually is the initiator does not have the strength in that relationship okay the power doesn't come from that it comes from the responder of whatever is coming to them right okay because you have the option as that person receiving i have the option receiving whatever brian's saying to me Mm -hmm. to continue in that or let it go or turn away or respond in a gentle way so Just because he may be upset or he's going through a lot, I still have an option and a choice Mm -hmm. on how I respond to him. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So as I do that, it provides opportunity to try to understand what's going on in the big picture here, as opposed to reacting and ranting and Mm -hmm. being mad and being angry, because that's the typical way. Mm -hmm. That's the easy way to live life. It's hard. It takes courage. It takes patience, lots of patience. But we desire that because we really want to have a good marriage. This was such a powerful piece and absolutely loaded with wisdom. For all of us in partnerships out there, we know how difficult this can truly be to achieve. But I did learn from Brian and Bev how essential it is to never question one another's motives. We have to remember how powerful it is that we have the opportunity to decide how to react to our partner's decisions. At the end of the day, as we learn from Brian and the power of a made-up mind, It all boils down to decisions.
in a lot of marriages and maybe even at times in our marriages, you know, things were bad because it's really easy to drift. Of course. You know, he's got his business. I've got the schooling. I've got the home. And so all of our activities and engagements are separated, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's doing his thing and I'm doing my thing. And again, what brought us back was looking at our blueprint, you know, having an objective guide, you know, to say, this is who we want to be. This is what kind of marriage we want to have. This is a family we want to raise. But when you don't have that, that's why there are a lot of separations and divorces, because people drift. It doesn't happen overnight. When someone says they're separating, it's not a one night thing. Mm -hmm. It could be weeks, years, months. Mm -hmm. People have been married. We've heard for 20 something years, 30, and it happens. Mm -hmm. It does happen. And there are many various reasons. Of course, we don't know all of those. But I do know from some people that I have talked with and seen that it's because activities were disengaged Mm. and couples were not engaged with each other for years, months, weeks, Mm. you know, and it tore them apart. Now, what we've learned is that when we get off track like that, We've always talked about this, and Brian teaches us, take a time out, yeah. you know, and a time out is necessary. Sometimes it's necessary weekly. <laughs> We've talked about weekly meetings. Sometimes it's necessary halfway through the year, yeah. annually, things like that to make sure, regroup, make sure we're on yeah. the right page, that you're going where I'm going, I'm right. going where you're going. If we disagree, if things have changed, that we're reassessing those things. But it has to be... I say the biggest thing with our marriage is to be very intentional. Right. Intentional from the beginning, in the middle, and towards the end. You know. Well, and almost every year we've been married, we've taken away, and we at least go two or three days somewhere, and we do a timeout. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll have our regular get-togethers and so on and so forth, but we'll do a timeout. Now, I'm going to say this. Half of those weekends away, which we were looking forward to, this is going to be great, we'll go somewhere nice and go to dinner, and especially the busier you get, Like, the first day wasn't any fun at all. Mm -hmm. You know, there's sometimes tears, and there's frustrations, and, Mm -hmm. you know, because all this, because we're saying, okay, how are things going? (laughs) (laughs) I got this and that and the other. And the next thing you know, it's like, wow. Mm -hmm. And you have to wrestle through that. And you go through it, okay, and then you start getting back on track. And then you come out of it, and you go, okay, this is still our goal. This is still what's important to us, and away we go. And it's like, the thing is, if you want to live a good life, it takes work. Yeah. Mm Right? It's hard work. It is hard work. It's great work. Mm-hmm. And some people, here's the thing. They want to have all the bannies of it, but they don't want to do the work of it. As some of us have learned the hard way, drift is a real issue in all aspects of life. It's so great to see how Brian and Bev approach their partnership the same way some might approach a business. There's a plan. There are goals. There's action. There's tracking and measurement even. The fact that they take time to pause, assess, and decide together as a unit how to proceed says so much about their commitment to one another and their partnership. In a relationship, it's crucial to acknowledge that you're out in the world living two different lives. Having a blueprint and a plan to come back to is what will eventually keep you on the same track. Perhaps most of all, learning and practicing the art of being intentional is one of the best ways to avoid disengagement with the ones you love. We had an event here recently. We stood in line for six hours talking to couples. And it's almost always three things. Number one, they keep a list. Mm. Number two, they're stuck in the past. And sometimes it's their own family of origin, the wounds they've experienced. Mm. Right. And the third thing is, you've got a desire to want to be happy. you actually got to desire it. Mm. You know, there's a lot of drama. 
your girlfriends will be able to talk to you and your people will do this for you. If you're in a church, they'll pray for you. Because so you, you get to be the center of the drama. Mm. And there's some people are more committed to the drama and having the chaos and having that than they are having the joy. What we can take away from this snippet is that it really is about committing to more than just the person. It's about committing to the dream of living the good life. Like I said before, perspective is everything and we have to keep the end goal in mind. We all have wounds from the past and histories to remember, but what is it that you want to prioritize when you think about your partner? The negative will always exist. We get to choose to lean into the positive, however, and put our true focus on the joy that comes along with the good life we've defined for ourselves as a team. So how do you want to approach your relationship? Decide with your partner, make up your mind on that, and then commit to it. We all know what Brian has to say about the power of a made-up mind. Next up, Align, Unwind, and Remember What Matters Most, episode number 41. Through it all, what's always astounding to me about Brian is how well he's managed to pay his time and attention to what really matters to him, while still gaining all of the success and accomplishments he has in the other arenas of his life. In this episode, he gave us a glimpse into how he's managed to keep focused on what life is really all about. Today, I want to do this. I want to give you a balance. I want you to be driven. I want you to be ambitious. I want you to pursue your goals and dreams. I want you to get everything your hearts desire. I would love that for you. And I would also like you to be in such a place that by the time you get there, you not only enjoy where you get, but you enjoy the heck out of the journey. And it's what you really want. So I'm going to give you some how-tos today to help you analyze for yourself what really matters most to you so that you can be in a place where what you're working towards and what you're striving for and what you're sacrificing for is really what you want. At Buffini and Company, we like to use the phrase, what's your why? It might sound odd, but it's one of the most powerful questions you can ever ask yourself. If you don't know what matters most, it's impossible to prioritize your decisions. And daily life is just the summary of individual decision after decision. So what is it that you really care about? What's your why? What is it that you truly want? Not what someone else wants for you or what society wants for you. What do you want? Once you know this, you can pursue your life with passion. It all comes back to having a purpose. I have seen firsthand the consequences of people who unintentionally are not living by their values, are not living for what they truly, truly believe is important. And the stress and the pressure and the pain that comes from that is huge. On the flip side, so what is the happy place here? When you live by your values, you're willing to fight the good fight. For example, 85% of my clientele live in the real estate and lending space. So when the worldwide economic meltdown of the last Great Recession came, the largest coaching company in the space got to experience the very same pain as its customers. So when I was having to write huge checks every month to invest back into my own corporation during these very difficult times. It wasn't simple, but it was easy. You see, when your values are clear, your decisions are easy. I had to make huge investments back into my company. Why? Because my values were clear. My wife and I had made a commitment from day one why we were doing what we were doing. And so when the stuff hit the fan, and stuff always hit the fan in your life and in your business, you know what your values are and you're willing to fight through it. You're willing to fight through it. You know what you're fighting for. And so when you know what you're fighting for, it makes it easier to persevere. It makes it more likely that you'll endure. And then when you win, 
it brings with it a deeper sense of joy and a deeper sense of alignment. That's what I'm after for you. I love this piece from Brian. As we all know, times get tough, no matter who you are or what your circumstances are. Inevitably, we all see rough times. What makes a difference is having a commitment to your values. Once we know what we value and we know what matters most, we can use those values to guide our decisions. When our values are clear, our decisions become easy. This applies to the good times and the bad, but perhaps it's most important for us to remember when things get hard. Perfect doesn't live here. You know, I live the good life. I don't live the perfect life. I live the good life. Somewhere inside the good life, there's challenges. There's difficulties. There's setbacks. There's heartbreak. There's world events that take place that are hard to stomach. I mean, there's a lot of stuff goes on. Life is good. It's not always great. And so I live the good life, and I, I have the peace of that. And the reason I have a sense of peace of that is that I'm living by my values, and I'm living pursuing on the basis of what I need to what I want. I'm living what I believe. Not perfectly. Of course not. It's a balancing act. And I'm applying what I've learned. Sometimes I have to relearn those things, by the way, again. But it shows up in my life every day. When I say, what do I value? That's for you to decide. I know what I value, and I'm very comfortable telling you what I value. I have no problem. I'm not looking for anyone else's approval on what I value. I'm asking you, what do you value? What are the standards of behavior or one's judgment of what's important in life? Now, here's a little double-edged sword on your values. The minute you say, this is what I do and this is what I don't, or I value this more than that, so you're talking about an objective standard as opposed to subjective, do whatever you please, everything's okay, kids, you can do whatever. There is not a lot of subjectivity in my home, for example. My kids know what mom and I believe is this is right and that's not. There's not a lot of discussion on that. They can develop as human beings, they develop their own thought life, and they can develop into their own households and develop their own values. But in our home, these are the values we hold to, and it's very clear. What I want to share with you is that what you value, whether you're intentional about it or unintentional about it, that the word judgment I just mentioned, it's going to happen. Now, for example, you have to be so committed to your values that when other people's judgment of you comes, you understand that that's part of it, that's the price you pay, but this is what I value. I feel like this is the best note we could possibly end on. No matter who you are or where you are out there in the world listening to this show, don't worry about being perfect. Brian isn't perfect. I'm not perfect. Neither are you. Don't chase perfection. You'll never reach it. Learn to master instead the art of balance between what is and what should be. Find your peace. Peace in knowing that every day is another opportunity to pursue becoming the best version of yourself. And as always... Don't forget to tune in to The Brian Buffini Show to help you learn the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. After 16 years by Brian's side, I've still so much to learn. And there's a big team of us that work here on this show together. Karima, Danny, Julie, Mario, Louise, Don, Laura, Pip, Sarah, Kelly, Franz, Mike, and more. Thanks to everybody who helps out on this show. Although these were some of my favorites, there are only five out of what is now a 100-episode library of knowledge and wealth. We've appreciated each and every one of you along this journey, and we couldn't be more grateful that you've chosen to spend your time with us along the way. We're thankful to do the work that we do, and we look forward to hundreds and hundreds more shows. As a celebration of our 100th-episode milestone, we're actually proud to announce today the launch of the Buffini Insiders, 
an exclusive club where you'll have the opportunity to get behind the scenes, sneak peeks, as well as content made just for you. Brian and the team have put loads of thought into bringing this to life. So if you love what you hear on the podcast each week and you're looking for even more, head over to thebrianbuffinishow.com and become an insider today. To finish up today, I asked Brian what was his favorite part of the last 100 shows. And he said it was when his mum recorded The Irish Blessing. So I'm going to leave you with Therese Buffini. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. (laughs) 